Welcome to Apple at Work podcast. We talk about all things Apple and the enterprise. Back again this week is a friend of the show, Weldon Dodd from Kanji. Weldon, welcome back to the studio. Hey, thanks for having me on, Bradley. Great to see you again. Uh, it's uh, fall here. Good, good stuff. Uh, you know, right when this is uh, released, we will know about the new iPhones. Um, I'll tell you, one of the things I'm really wanting is not coming this year. I want a flip iPhone. Like that's my dream. I'm ready for the flip phone. I'm ready for a small flip phone in my pocket. Um, but maybe maybe next year. But um, um, one, of, it's always fun because it's software season um, for uh, for IT professionals. Uh, Mac OS Sonoma will be out soon. Um, we are on the cusp of iOS 17, iPad OS 17 coming out, and I think it's a good release. I've been testing it all summer. Um, nothing earth shattering, but just again, nice refinements. And I, I think oftentimes, like you know, us as end users are like, we want new, new, new. We're like, I think the average professional, average person, and the IT professionals are like, iterate slowly over time, make it slowly better uh, for users. So, but um, you all released at Kanji release a really, I thought. Because I get a lot of these like surveys in my email, and normally like they're somewhat okay, interesting. But like when I was digging into this data, like there was actually a lot of really interesting information that I wanted to we wanted to kind of talk through. Um, and if you're an Apple IT professional, like this is all things you've been evangelizing for the past ten years, uh, if not longer. But I thought it was interesting to like see some of this data like actually coming into place. So um, before we start, like where you know, where did the idea for this survey come from, and like what was the goals with it? I think the survey shows a lot of things that we all have felt intuitively and have seen in our own experience, but we wanted to have the data, right, to back up what what we saw, which was that Apple devices are um, helping people to be more productive. They're a good choice for employees, and their employees have a preference for Apple devices in a lot of cases. They provide productivity gains. They provide um, all these other benefits that we see. So... Our, our goal was to make sure that we could tell that story and that we had access to data that would verify these claims. Like, So we're really happy to partner with Dimensional Research. They went out and talked to IT professionals across a really wide range of companies to get um, responses you know, that aren't biased by uh, our thinking and kind of our deep involvement in the Apple ecosystem. These are real results, talking to real people who run real IT organizations um, at a variety of sizes and and different industries. So it's it's really good to see the data kind of back up what we've been feeling. So the the survey is called um, the Apple and the Enterprise Survey. And um, and again, we're going to have a link to download it. It is a um, just a great read. Again, it's it's very digestible too. Uh, it, it, you can see some key stats, and I think it highlights. Um, I think you know one of the things that you, IT professionals are like they're kind of in this like camp. It's like controlling cost, not necessarily cutting cost, but like controlling cost, increasing better reliability. In de- decreasing total cost of ownership, managing productivity, and also just making sure users are happy, but they're also secure. Something I talked about on a previous episode of the podcast was like uh, security and productivity. Like a lot of people look for a long time, I've like looked at those as like either or. And I really think the 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 trend is like security with productivity. Uh, and I, and I think because we can't that like. Uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, like those things I think were at odds, like beat to increase security. You in some ways had to make the computers worse. Like you had to maybe like limit what users could do. But like one of the, I think the way that our technology has evolved is like, we now can do security with productivity. 
Um, and it's really cool. And I, I think too, when, when people use Apple at work, I think there's like, I don't, it's going to sound awful, but like, I don't think there would, there would be anybody that would like pay for Microsoft teams out of pocket to keep from having to use Slack. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I might prefer teams over Slack or, you know, whatever. But like, I ultimately, like if my company says like, Hey, we're going to use Slack over teams, like, you know, you just gonna have to deal with it. But like, I think there's a lot of people that like, if they said like, Hey, you either have to pay $1,300 for your own Mac out of pocket uh, over the course of three years out of your paycheck, or you have to use this PC. I think there's a lot of people that are just like, yeah, just take the 50 bucks out of my paycheck every month for mm-hmm. the Mac. And, and I think that's something to ponder because like, I know I would be that way. And I look at it as like, I, if I was in construction, I would, prefer to use a DeWalt drill over some other random drill. Like, you know, when you're, you have your favorite tool, it's like, it's not just, you know, the, the platform, it's like, it's actually your tool to work. And if you have your favorite tool, you want to use it. So um, again, we're going to have a link in the show notes to download it, but I want to talk through some of the key stats. Mm-hmm. Um, 76% of large enterprises, again, this is not like SMB. This is not, this is large enterprises report an increase in their use of Apple devices in their past year. Um, that's a lot. Um, what do you think is driving that trend? Again, large enterprises there is the key. An area that probably seven, eight years ago, six years ago, Apple was not making the head headways they are now. Why do you think that stat is is what it is? I think one of the trends that we're seeing within IT organizations is the idea of a choice program. So that you know, when it comes to choosing your computing platform, your personal um, computer productivity platform within the enterprise, a lot of companies are offering their employees a choice. You can pick from this selection of PC laptops, pick from this selection of Mac laptops. Um, And that's allowing people to be successful with Apple. It's allowing them to get access to corporate resources, having that sort of official support for Apple as a platform. That's allowing people to choose the device that they feel more comfortable with. And I think that's where the productivity gains come in, too, is that, you know, if you have that ability, if you have that freedom to choose the device that you're more comfortable with, it just means less friction in your ability to start working on your job and doing the things that you need to do for the company. So that that maturity or growth in choice programs, I think, is directly leading to the adoption of more Apple devices within large enterprise, particularly. This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Adigy. Adigy is a cloud-based IT management platform for managing macOS, iOS, iPadOS, and tvOS devices. As the only multi-tenant Apple device management and MDM solution, purpose-built for MSPs and IT teams, Adigy gives you the features and functionality to manage Apple devices to the same standard as your Windows devices across multiple clients and locations. Adigy is extremely flexible and a proactive MDM solution that adapts to your needs whether you manage 100 or 10,000 Apple devices. It includes real-time monitoring alerts for managing your Apple fleet all over the world through a single console. You get access to all of Adigy's features included in your base price. And Adigy's solution can help your team focus on your IT strategy rather than spending all of your time running and tweaking an MDM. Learn more about Adigy at adigy.com slash 9to5Mac. That's A-D-D-I-G-Y.com slash 9to5Mac. Thanks to Adigy for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. Because you really can't, as a company, like put your head in the sand and say, like, we are only one platform. Like, even the Mac side, like, you, you know, if you, let's say you're a tech company and, you know, you've got a large customer success, customer support team, where they're going to, 
be like, you can't tell your customers like, Hey, you, you know, like, let's say you, I don't know, like insert random web service. You can't say to your customers, like you have to use PC, like you're going to have customers that are going to be using different platforms. So be, because your customers are going to be using different platforms, it almost forces you internally to figure out how to deal with that because you're going to need employees with access. Again, it's not just Mac. Like, you know, you're going to have if some if a place is 98 percent Mac, they're going to support customers that are using, you know, PCs. Uh, they're going to have customers that are using Android. So they're going to have to know like you kind of, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, with browsers, you can't just say, hey, we only support Chrome. Like, no, like you're going to have to like your customers are going to use Brave. They're going to use Firefox. You're going to use Safari. And with with standards like you, it's functional to do that. So um, kind of leading in the next thing, 57 percent report that Apple device use is growing faster than other device options. Um, I, I think this is really kind of goes alongside that, that, you know, as choice programs roll out. There's going to be a large subset of people that have spent the last ten years using an iPhone, and they just want to want the Mac. Is that your taking take as well? Yeah, I, th- I think you know, some perspective here. You know, twenty thirty years ago, right? The Apple had a lot less adoption within the enterprise, and a smaller percentage of adoption. So there's room for Apple to grow here, but I I, I do think it follows this larger trend where. People, frankly, have been using Apple laptops within, um, you know, their university program. They're graduating. They already have. They use an iPhone. They have a preference for Apple devices as they enter the workforce, um, and that trend continues. I think, for me, thinking through like the out, like what, how IT professionals maybe, and again, I think this is part of where I think I. You know, I think uh, you and I are closest to the same age. Like having this history of, I remember the being at like IT professionals living through like service pack one those days. And like mm-hmm. there are often, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it also often rhymes. And so you just like see these trends over and over again. So you kind of start to have a history of like, yeah, like we've seen this before. Like it's not going to be exactly the same, but like we, we've seen these trends roll out uh, over the years. And I think one of the difficulties Apple had early on and, and you know, pre iPhone days when like you started to see smartphones come out and, and you're seeing like the trios. I, I mean, I remember having a, a windows version of the trio. Uh, gosh, that was a, in some ways a terrible phone, and in some ways it was a great phone. Like if you were hooked into active directory, like it worked well. Um, but Apple's just did not have the hookup to active directory that like an average it professional needed. And if you weren't in it, when that period were like, Everything was AD, like it was AD for life, and every authentication rolled through Active Directory. And Apple, Apple, you know, you could bind the Mac to Active Directory, but like it just it, it wasn't the same. And that was a sticking point for a lot of IT professionals. And that I think that's what created like the shadow IT world. So like you certainly did have like you know Macs in the enterprise, but you sort of like had to say like, hey, if you want a Mac, like you're kind of a little bit on your own. Like we'll help you get on the internet, and you know, after that, you may have to use webmail for your email because it doesn't support Exchange. But then, just over time, and like Apple kind of held its ground and said like, we're not gonna like get hooked into AD like maybe the average IT professional wanted. Um, they they the world kind of changed around it, and it became less about AD and more about uh, single sign on tools, more about SaaS based tools. And Apple kind of played that card right because I don't even. Even think if Apple had 
heavily in, invested itself into the AD infrastructure on the desktop that like it would have mattered. But what they did was said, hey, we're going to hook in uh, Active Sync on mobile so the iPhone can get it. And then it kind of like they got the iPhone hooked into the enterprise and then it kind of permeated out from there. And then the world changed. And 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 it wasn't all about, you know, AD is a part of the world still, but like it's not the end all be all. Is that your take as well? Yeah, certainly the shift to cloud services and cloud identity providers has enabled a wider variety of devices to participate or access corporate resources. So, yeah, just the things that you've mentioned, you know, having the ability to deploy a trust certificate across multiple platforms, including Apple, to um, do identity management in the cloud with the, you know, a variety of different providers. All that has, has allowed um, a, a wider variety of endpoints, including Apple. So in today's world where people are working remote, working hybrid, you know, that ability to enable the endpoint to securely access corporate resources or corporate applications, corporate data from wherever they are, whenever they want to work, has had a real positive benefit to people that choose to use Apple devices. Because all the things that the companies are doing to enable that sort of access um, apply equally to multiple platforms. You, you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show this interaction between productivity and security. And the truth is, I think, in today's environment where people are working remotely, you can't be productive without secure access to corporate applications and corporate data. So when you talk about enabling productivity, security has to be part of that conversation because you need to enable access to these resources from remote work. That's a good way to put it. You stated it better than I did. And it was kind of my idea. Good job, Weldon. That was nice. You clearly smarter than I am. Uh, one of the, I think I had a, uh, somebody call me yesterday. Uh, it was, they were pre- preparing, I got a text like, Hey, can I have 10 minutes of your time? I said, sure. I figured it was something computers and it, and it was. So I'm planning out a new like deployment, like it's time to refresh our whole company. And, and I'm trying to like think through like, you know, do I wait on the, the, like we're deploying airs, but do I wait on the M3? Do I, do I kind of plan for the M2? And if the M3 comes out and I, and I said, look, Apple Silicon is the, the greatest computing shift in my lifetime. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm almost, almost 40. Like, you know, I've kind of seen things. Um, the second, probably the second biggest to me was going to flash storage. Not like, not like the, the, you know, flash storage of today, but like, um, uh, SSDs. Like when we went from spinning platter to SSDs and, and we, and we talked through like, you know, Apple care. And I said, but you've got to realize like you could deploy, you could take that M1 Mac today deploy it for four years. And like, I have no qualms that like four years from now, the average person wouldn't care that they were running an M1. And I was thinking, I was running yesterday. And I was thinking through that, like where I, I, it, in some ways it's like kind of hurt Apple because it's like you, people can just hold on to computers so much longer uh, and they, they don't feel it where again, you know, if you had an Intel, you go back to like the 2013 days, 20, 2012, like you had an Intel, MacBook Pro, like in three years, you were feeling it, and you certainly would not deploy like the older model. Where today, it's like I could tell, I could tell the average company, you know, if you've just got like again, customer service professionals, nobody that's like doing heavy, heavy work, you know, programming, editing, like hey, you just like it's like a traditional lot knowledge worker, you could put that M1 MacBook Air stock, like you know, no, you don't got to upgrade anything. They're going to be accessing cloud based tools, eight gigs of RAM, two hundred fifty six gigs of storage. 
that computer is going to work great. And in fact, you know, if you pay a thousand dollars for it today, three years from now, you probably have a resale of at least one third of it uh, on, on either some sort of trade in, or if you use you know, somebody like a Diamond Assets to, to to sell that back. Like these computers are going to hold up their value, or if you do a private market. And I think this this idea of like total cost of ownership has helped Apple over the years because it's not just about that the computers have become affordable. Um, I think PC prices have ticked up over the years if people have realized like some of these like bare basement pricing is not good enough for their employees. So that as they have to get like the the higher end PC, the the Mac has on on, on the whole has kind of come down in price for what you get. I would say like price per power. Uh, I mean Apple's lowest cost Mac is 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 usable and it's I mean in fact it's basically what I'm still using, you know, a lot of the time today is like I don't I don't need like the fanciest Mac uh, for my job is so powerful. Um, and, and so people are starting to realize like these Macs are, are have get, gotten more affordable. The base model is actually really good. They last forever. Uh, they, they have so few parts. They don't break. And unless you drop it or spill you know, water on it, it's probably going to survive. You really don't even have to have Apple care. It's probably going to survive. Uh, at th- three years from now, like employees aren't complaining about it, not, you know, not working hardly well. And then gosh, when they come off lease, we can sell them and get a nice return. I mean, I, this, 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 you just didn't have three, four year computers in the P in the heavy PC enterprise today that were still usable. Uh, and I think like it professionals are seeing that. And then we look at, um, you know, 30% of it professionals report reduced total cost of ownership with Apple and adoption. And again, it's, it's quicker to deploy. They has the lower maintenance costs and they have a good resale value at the end of it. That's massive when you look at like budgets it budgets are not growing at you know at the rate they maybe were a couple years ago yeah absolutely you know we see that we obviously we sell a product into the enterprise and we sell to it teams so we definitely feel that trend what you're saying there is you know budgets are not getting bigger Um, people are looking for ways to save money or do more with what they have and adopting apple devices actually is a positive trend there You've been talking about Apple Silicon. The performance advantage is tangible. Like you can see how fast these new Apple Silicon-based computers are. The battery life is amazing. Um, yeah, I, I think I push my computer quite a bit. I tend to run a lot of software and a lot of background processes on on my own laptop. Um, my battery life has doubled since moving to Apple Silicon. I haven't slowed down in what I'm asking the computer to do, um, but that that's a significant advantage to me, that it's going to run for the entirety of a cross-country flight, things like that, that are real tangible benefits to me. Things that I wasn't able to do very well before now are easy to do. It allows me to be more productive. I think we see that uh, across the companies that we work with as well. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like I was talking to this this guy yesterday, we were like looking at it. I said, "Look, you gotta, you gotta like run the numbers, and if you can, I mean, again, with the Intel days, like you you didn't deploy the cheapest Mac. You were like, okay, we gotta deploy. Even if we did the airs, like we're gonna have to bump up the RAM. We're gonna have to bump up the hard drive. And so you start doing these like two hundred dollar upgrades that like one machine isn't that big of a deal. You start doing like three thousand machines. You know, two you know two hundred dollar upgrade per machine times three thousand is a lot of money." And then again, if, even if you felt like you needed to get Apple Care for those, et cetera, and I, and I said, look, you're able to get not feel bad about getting like the base model anymore. Like Apple has built these things where the base model just works. And so again, if you've got a situation where your budgets are tight and you cannot have to do that 
$200 upgrade for every machine, that makes that budget go a lot further. And again, I know Apple loves to sell Apple Care, but I even said like, hey, just you know, I said, figure out what Apple Care is going to cost you. Just buy more machines. I said, again, I promise you, like, unless you have accidental damage, and again, the traditional Apple Care, I don't even think covers that for the enterprise. Like, you're not going to have, like, these things just don't break. Like, they just are that good now. They don't break. And even if they do break, uh, just have extra machines and just deploy those to people if something happens, because I promise you, they're going to last as long as employees are, you know, not damaging them totally. And I just, I don't know that people, have fully grasped because it, it, how big of a shift Apple Silicon is where uh, three years from now, I think you could reasonably tell someone, yeah, like the M1 still fine. Like if you're using an M1 computer, still fine for your average needs. Now, maybe I could be wrong, but I, we're, I mean, we're almost on three years of the M1 today. And I couldn't tell you, you know, if I'm using an M1 computer, I don't think the average person, again, if you're you know, running virtualization, you're, you're running, you know, you know, a lot of testing. Yeah. You might f- could need an M2 or an M3, but the M1 is still good for the average person. I just, I just, I can't get over it again. The downside for Apple is they probably have people that don't refresh as often. But uh, you know, again, that's that's a good problem to have, I guess, in some ways. Um, the last, <coughs> excuse me, the last statistic I wanted to talk to, I think, is probably like the like mic drop one um, of it, and it says seventy six percent of IT professionals say that Windows or Android devices are more likely to be targeted in a cyber attack than Apple devices. Am I wrong to see that as the mic drop stat? Is that how you took it when you read the survey? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a really important finding. Um, you know, the, the, there's more windows out there. And so, you know, it kind of that larger surface area attracts um, a lot of attention. That's why a lot of attacks are, are focused there. Um, you know, but Apple does have a built-in security advantage. Um, a lot of the Unix underpinnings, a lot of the changes that Apple has made over the last decade or so to harden macOS have led to real benefits. It, it is harder to get a piece of malware to run and to stay installed or to persist on an Apple device. It, that said, like the number here is not zero. Um, Apple devices are being targeted. And so I, I think it's something for us to, you know, watch and take advantage of the recent 3CX supply chain attack included a macOS payload. It's a piece of Trojanized software that was meant to infect Apple devices and to try to exfiltrate data or to ship off personal data. Um, so that threat is not zero. But definitely, like it, it does give organizations a stronger starting point to have Apple, and there's some additional things that can be done to sec- make them more secure and to improve reporting and visibility across the enterprise. Even if you're not experiencing a current attack, like using some tools to see what's going on across all your devices, those are still things that enterprises need to do. But yes. Absolutely. Like the lower risk of uh, being targeted by an attack and also the lower risk of a successful attack, which is the follow-up finding in this survey, uh, really important for the enterprise. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I, the, every time I use a PC, like even a you know, brand new Windows 11, Windows 11 computer, it's it looks different a little bit. 
like, you, but if you spend any time on it, like this is the same windows. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of legacy stuff that's still there that, that Microsoft just hasn't pulled out. Um, even some of the menus, like it's like the initial menu, like a good example. It's like the right click menu. You click, you right click on a file. That, that menu looks different than it did 10 years ago. But then you click you click more and it's the old Windows back. Like mm-hmm. there's Apple has been willing to uh, cut things off and completely redo things over the years, and and that has led to a less of a technical debt that they've had to work around from a security perspective. Where on Windows, yeah, they've put a fresh coat on it, but there's still a lot of things that are just the same uh, that mm-hmm. they've never they've just it's just it's just the nature of continuing to build and build and build on top and trying to maintain that that legacy. So again, I, I agree. There's there's always work to be done, but I, I think just on a whole, the Apple the pain that Apple has in some ways put users and IT professionals through at various points in the history of the past couple of years has been worth it because the Mac, I think, uh, is more secure. The iPad and the iPhone are more secure. And again, it's not that they're not, um, they're foolproof, but there's just a stronger foundation in which to build upon. Uh, and when Apple has to go to fix something, it's an easier fix because they done the legwork to cut off old things when possible. Uh, but again, yeah. survey to me was great. I, I, I just, there's a lot of things again. I, may, I maybe believed, and like you said, it's just great to see the data there. What's been the you know been the reaction though? Um, as folks have started to, to download, has it been surprised? Has customers been shocked, or any any reactions there? Uh, you know, the reaction has been really positive. As we've spoken to people kind of across the industry, um, they had a reaction similar to yours, where they're they're really um, enthusiastic about what the industry is saying about using Apple devices. They're saying things in a really positive way that are, are, you know, great for Kanji, great for any company that operates within or around the Apple ecosystem. Um, you know, a lot of the my colleagues that work at different companies, even some competitors, right, look at this data and it's really encouraging um, the way that Apple is penetrating the enterprise and gaining more adoption. One of the things that's really important to me is that the career path of a Mac admin. So I've been doing this for a long time and I'm, I'm really invested in helping other Mac admins be successful. And this data that we have here is really encouraging that being a Mac admin and helping companies to adopt Apple technology within the enterprise or across business is a great career path. This is a great place to be if you're a Mac admin and you're thinking about your career over the next decade or so, um, there's a desire, there's a real demand to adopt Apple devices and to use them successfully within the enterprise. And uh, if you're interested in being a part of that and working in that industry, this data is very, very encouraging. We'll uh, we'll leave it there. I think it's a great way to end it. Again, check the link in the show notes to go download it. We'll have a, d- a direct link. Um, and so I think I think too, if your company is in like this you know, transition of trying, if you're trying to push for more Apple devices, this is a lot of data that you can use with your leadership to, to show the benefits too. Um, but uh, well, thanks again. Always good to talk to you. Um, it, it's again, it's it's fall season, so we got a lot of updates to 
to have. And we'll get that. Maybe we'll get this uh, lull. Um, I always look, we can just get to Christmas. Everybody's kind of deployed, maybe on the world point one of Sonoma. And uh, that's always the fun time. So again, yeah. um, check the link in the show notes, go down the survey. And, and even if you, it's, I think it'll help you make the justification that Apple is either the platform for you or it's a platform you need to continue to deploy to. But as always, thanks for listening. If you're on Apple podcasts, please leave a rating and review. Uh, if not share it with a colleague and we will see you next time.